episode 261 of the Saturn Studs podcast. I'm Kurt, joined this week by my uh, Cornetto-loving co-hosts, Peter and Jake. If they were if they were in the States, that's what they'd be called, but I love whatever they're... They don't have a name here. It doesn't matter anyways, because... They look we're, like drumsticks almost. Yes, like that's the name of them, drumsticks. Yeah. Yeah, I just didn't know what oh, those were for a second. Oh, is that why they call that their uh, their trilogy Cornettos? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's one in every movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I knew there was one in every movie. I didn't know that's what they were called. I thought that was like, oh no. Yeah. So um, it's a deep cut. Just yes, uh, but we are coming at you this week with the anaerobic edition of the cast. Oxygen will not be no featured breathing anywhere in here. Despite what you may see on your view screen, which is probably nothing because I think this cast is audio only. Uh, uh, for right now. <laughs> if if, if people, is... people, if you're back, if you don't care about having the the questionable audio straight from Discord and it being a little out of sync, then the video can come back. But I got <laughs> complaints about that and it is a lot of effort to fix it. And I don't have a large amount of time to work on this show in particular. Also, we got to get all we got to get all gussied up and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I prefer okay. to do the show naked yeah. as I do most every week. I know, like we are right now. We're, I mean, we're just this is straight to OnlyFans content, uh, and we're gonna keep it that way. So, patron exclusive. Is that the new straight to straight to video? It's straight yeah, to OnlyFans. Straight to OnlyFans. That's that's a step past straight to video. You couldn't get a, a distributor to publish your DVDs. Yeah, so you go straight like, to OnlyFans. They're gonna they're gonna integrate Disney Channel, and that's gonna be like Disney The Little Mermaid five. It's like an OnlyFans video. I don't know. We're talking about Shauna the Dead this week. Oh, uh, yeah, and we're coming at which... you live, yeah, as always, from Charlie O. London, England, or wherever they were. Charlie uh, London. I don't know if they, they good... specifically named out what town or village or, I don't know, bungalow Burrow. they were from. Borough. I don't know what the uh, subsections were... of London are. It's a very, it's it's basically the, the one, <laughs> it's the one city in England. <laughs> it's the only <laughs> city. Um... Yeah, so I chose this movie this week for my own selfish reasons. Um, I realized that we are in May now. Uh, where did it's the first gonna four- be May? I don't know where the first four months of this this year went. Um, they they may have gone down the toilet um, in one of my um, famous half hour poops. All the things but- that you used to know, all <laughs> your favorite out TV the shows have gone out the window. But um, as as my co-host may see, behind me there is a big poster called The List. Now, my New Year's resolution was to have this completed this year. And as you can see, progress has not been made. So I was looking through, and we were at a loss for what movie to watch this week. I'm like, hmm, oh, Shaun of the Dead's on here. And, it's, and we have it in our collection. Now, I would... Uh chastise you for such a selfish thing although i will admit that i also have a hundred greatest movies list and while i'm far closer i'm at 65 out of 100 
Um, I also was looking on there to potentially. Do what is two. what is a uh, number one up there? Oh, I don't think um, they're, they're not numbered. like in ranked order. Oh, it's not in ranked. I was gonna say. I think it's because we can announce because we can announce to our audience <laughs> um, that Citizen Kane, which was sitting at a beautiful one hundred percent on IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes, uh, is now bumped down to ninety nine. I guess a a. Some review came in that said it wasn't fresh. Mm-hmm. They unearthed a negative review of the movie from when it released in 1941. Oh, they um, were picking away at the fossil records. Everyone was joking that it was a reviewer in one one of Hearst's newspapers. It could have been. Um, look, Citizen Kane, I could see where someone could not like it from, like, it is can be kind of boring in spots and the editing isn't fantastic but um it's hard to say it's a bad movie yeah no Mm -hmm. it's not i think if people go in expecting this this is what happened to me when i watched it because you hear all the time citizen kane is the greatest american movie ever made yada 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 and i think that's true in the sense that it broke so much ground just in making movies look and feel like we know movies to look and feel like um which also on my list was the great dictator which mm-hmm. came out a couple years before citizen kane and it is a dramatic difference in how similar the structure of citizen kane is to every other movie i've watched versus something pre-citizen kane and the great dictator where it's like a glorified oh. stage play yeah, and like not, and even weirder than that, it like just feels off. It feels like a bunch of Buster uh, Douglas or whatever. Buster, not Buster Keaton Douglas. sketches Buster just kind of. Buster Douglas is the together. guy Pete, <laughs> Pete Mike Tyson. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, now Buster we can Keaton only sketch. hope that you know filmmakers start looking at Paddington Two, which is now the top bear, and ah. sitting at a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and say this. Is going to be what we, we need to mimic movies after. And I, I think they are. This. I think Ted Lasso is the next evolution in the Paddington formula's bloodline. Good. As it should um, be. As it should, Every movie should start like formatting itself and say, hey, this is how we have to make movies. Mm-hmm. Just like Paddington too. <laughs> yes, which I did check. I, it is verified as of this one. It is still at 100%. Audience score at a pitiful eighty-seven. The Philistines. Don't know. I uh, yeah. I don't know how you. This is the one. Play. This is the one where we can't rely on real reviewer traits. No. No. They don't. They can't appreciate the majesty that is Paddington. Well, they just let anybody in on Rotten Tomatoes for those uh, audience. That's true. IMDb so a little more. Yeah. IMDb, IMDb is... you have to make an account. <laughs> IMDb has strict guidelines, rules, and regulations. They they, they verify you. They, they you have to set, it's like you have to send a twenty three and Me blood sample yeah. to them. Yeah, to see if you have real reviewer real. traits. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, you come from a good bloodline of reviewers. Okay, yeah, we see that. We see that you got that those the palm lines and. <laughs> oh, sir, you've tested positive for Armand White. We have to throw you out. Positive for Armand White. Oh no, and HIV. You might want to get that one checked out. (laughs) IMDb bringing reviewers together. They even are able to match them with long lost relatives. They say, "Hey, 
you guys both reviewed Avengers Infinity War, and you're actually, like, long-lost third cousins. So don't sleep together. So third you're saying that they're family, right? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking they're of family, the Garden. Um, we got perhaps the most audacious trailer in our uh, Trey Watch this week. Starting off this week, really. Um, this was technically, I guess, a trailer for uh, F9 uh with vin diesel but this was vin diesel making an ad for the concept of cinema (laughs) he's like remember cinema you go into a building and sit down with your friends and you watch a movie it's the big thing up there come on on the screen and (laughs) the story would play out in real time before your eyes and i want to get back to that so everyone get the fuck back in the theater so we can watch some goddamn movies and I can get paid. Yo, AMC really This has be- nothing to do with my percent gross negotiated into my contract. <laughs> it AMC has everything really to do with be, the fact uh, that we're a family. Like, it AMC was amazing. Really be, like hand him cash under the table. And, you know, say this, say this. It'll be good. It'll be good, Vin Diesel. Dom we need Toretto. you to do an ad for movie. Nothing's more important than family. Also, Dom Toretto, I have a brother that we're just now learning about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking I I love the idea here. Like, I know they probably they gussied it up, but it really does feel like. All right, Vin, we need you to do a trailer for the movie. Uh, all right, what we're we gonna show on there? Like, what what scenes from the movie? No, 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 movie, like the idea. <laughs> The idea of what a Concept. movie is. You know, we have you know a movie, right? The moving picture with the sound. <laughs> there was a thing a while ago. There's a train and it was coming, yeah. but it wasn't actually coming right at you. I know it looks like that and you kind of want to run out of the theater. <laughs> you grab perfectly priced popcorn. Sit down with a perfectly I know it, I know it sounds like drink. crying and you always have crying in your head, but do you, do you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, so speaking of, I guess, this th- things that are in movies, but not necessarily movies, uh, there's a new teaser for West Side Story by yeah. Spielbergo. It's going to compete directly within the Heights, so let's see if the new upstart <laughs> musical can dethrone the other New York City-based coming-of-age musical that has dominated Broadway in the hearts of musical fans for 60 years. It's counter-programming from the studio. Yeah, yeah I, I, this is a bold play from, from Lin-Manuel Miranda because he's also being a yellow monkey in another trailer. Is, is that his character? This is a big year for he's Lin-Manuel Vivo. Miranda. Yeah, he's yeah, Vivo. Okay, I didn't know. I didn't know if he was the monkey in that. Also, well, this is that was the Vivo. Let's talk briefly about the Vivo okay. thing because it was a thirty-four second trailer. <laughs> it wasn't even a um, teaser. They didn't even say it's a teaser. It's like, nope. No, it's it's. This, this is, is a trailer. This is it. <laughs> and I have no idea what the fuck's happening except there's a monkey, presumably named Vivo, uh, mm-hmm. who says, "Hi, it's time for me to." D- okay, that's a. You chose I didn't watch the end of the trailer because big bold letters when Manuel Miranda is Vivo. Can anybody uh, identify where that is? Is it Italy or Spain? I I think it's got to be. I, I actually don't know. I, I couldn't like, place it. I'm so confused because like I don't know where there are black monkey tamers. 
Uh, I would where... I would guess this is Spain. That's it what it's a little like Madrid. Because I instantly thought it was Italy, and then I'm like, oh wait, maybe like no, maybe that's more of like a Spain thing. No, because Luca's in Italy. You can't have two animated yeah, exactly. family movies set in Italy at the same that was, time. That was the main reason why I didn't think it was Italy because Luca was coming out soon too. Which Netflix I, isn't so bold as to like just fucking out DreamWorks DreamWorks in terms of copying what Pixar was doing. And 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 speaking of Luca, we have a full trailer now for that. Um, in, again, oh, the the weirdest oh, Shadow oh. Over Innsmouth adaptation. <laughs> well, I was describing it to Kristen while I was watching it, and I'm and she's like, "So it's basically like a Little Mermaid, but with with boys." And I'm like, "Oh, yeah, I guess." <laughs> I kind of minus it's... royalty. It's like basically that. Minus a lot of the other parts of <laughs> Little Mermaid that yeah. Uh, this is more like H2O or like any of yeah. those. There's a subgenre of mermaid girl movie, like teen mermaid girl movies. It is more like, like H2O, not to be confused with the Michael Myers horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween 2000, H2O. But the Australian girls that when they get wet, and that's not a euphemism, but when they get moisture. Moisturized. When they, when, when they get wedding on them, uh, when uh, they, when the money shot comes in, when they get hydrated, when they get really excited and they get <clears throat> wet, wet as fuck, <clears throat> they turn to mermaids. Sorry, I had a it took, it took a little while to get to the throat. word mermaid there. God, it's a real preamble. What is fuck? Gonna make you horny. Take a sip. There's nothing in here. I'm just. It's it's a, it's a prop. A lie. Yeah, it's a prop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a and... prop for our non-recorded fucking video. <laughs> it's for our ASMR. Like, <laughs> who knew? <laughs> I'll clink. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's ASMR. I, I Tree watch. Welcome and that to kids, ASMR uh, That's how you talk about four trailers simultaneously. I just cut our work <laughs> in half. We really fucked on a trailer. We've we've become professionals. I don't think anyone can dispute this. We have we've become we have Leon the professionals. We have techniques that extend far beyond the, the mere grasp of a mortal. <laughs> well, what's the point in talking about West Side Story when it's like, okay, Steven Spielberg coming out with a remake of it? I mean, it's well, West Side there is, Story. There's there's, a... there's some sharks. There's some jets. Yeah. Uh, there's a girl named Maria. Uh, they all dance. <laughs> Because that's how gang violence is conducted in New York City, <laughs> through the crucible of dance. Like, is Spielberg just like, he's like an on-call technician at a plant. Like, he doesn't do anything for himself. He's literally there for when the industry is like, we need you. Put up the Spielberg symbol in the sky and it'll fly in. Because I'm pretty fucking sure that this movie, its primary goal will be to convince movie watchers that movie musicals or a thing that should still exist after cats. <laughs> Maybe. I also just think that um after cats. I think I don't think Steven Spielberg really directs or produces anything anymore. I think they just call him up and say, "Hey, can we pay you a bunch of money to say that this is a Steven Spielberg movie so people will go see it?" Mhm. And after Cats, no one's really going to want to see... You don't have to do much. We have a fill-in for you. We just want your name. It's like Ready Player One. 
Does anyone honestly believe that Steven Spielberg directed any of Ready Player I, One? I feel like he did. After how there was, great it was, yeah. For the five minutes of IRL footage that they had. He directed that. Um, oh, I know this isn't this isn't book studs, but um, apparently Ready Player Two was just horrendous. The three seventy two pages was on that from the start. Um, yeah, the first book was not particularly well written, but any redeeming value that it possibly could have had was stripped away in Ready Player Two. Yeah, I thought it was like I thought it was a fun book to read just for like references and shit like that. I wasn't expecting like a. Like a yeah, that's all it is. Basically, riveting is story. This? <laughs> well, the the reason why I read it was because like the guy was like, "Yeah, people still aren't like finding all my references that I put in the book," and I'm like, "Wow, that's pretty interesting." But Ready Player Two was just like, I don't know, there's some <laughs> bullshit with like like yeah. social issues, and I'm like, so no, the, no, I mean social issues. Like the like I don't know. It was like one goods of and services, goods and services. So basically, here's here's the. Did you rough... read Ready Player Two? No, we watched. I haven't podcast, read it, but I listened to a podcast called 372 Pages We'll Never Get Back," and it's so titled that because the first book they did was Ready Player One. It's it's um oh, funny Michael J Nelson and Connor Listoka from Riff Tracks. They read books that they're probably not gonna like, bad books. Um, and the most recent one they did was Ready Player Two, and so the rough plot is. Um, they own everything. Like yeah. they've become the biggest monopoly that there's ever been. But a computer virus that's an offshoot of the AI of the guy who made the Oasis, whose name escapes me. Um, uh, yeah. um what's his Shit. name? Yeah, takes over the world. And Halligan? since they're, they're Halliday, Halliday, like, that's the one. Um, takes over the world, and they've released this new kind of rig. That's like a spider coffin oh. <laughs> that, that like locks you in. And if you're disconnected while it's active, like if you the power goes real out, life. you suffer oh catastrophic God. brain injuries. So this AI takes it over and they have like. Dude, this is literally sword art online. <laughs> they have 12 hours to, to, to save it. And how do they save it? Why? By knowing a lot about 80s culture. Of course, and they go to a John Hughes planet, and and his his girlfriend, who's not his girlfriend because they broke up, but maybe not really, um, waits for applause on her sixteen candles cosplay while the world is in the grips of terror. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, it does sound pretty awful. Uh, I is... just remember it coming out, and people were like. It makes fun of trans people or some shit. (laughs) Transphobic. I don't know. I think that was a criticism of the first book, which he tried to address in this book by, like, very haphazardly shoving in, like, little bits of woke shit in there. Yeah, yeah. It was maybe, like, woke shit or something like that. There was, like, woke for the sake of being woke and... Woke because he got... I'm sure he got a ton of shit... Um, somewhat rightfully so, because uh, the the women characters in Ready Player One were underwritten to say the least. Um. What do you mean? They had tons of character. The girl had a thing on her face. They had That's... inches and well, wow. inches of character. Uh, I don't know how. Yeah, about five inches in a in a crease. 
<laughs> between their legs. Um, yeah. So he uh, had to had the up his woke levels. Man, uh, can't wait for Ready sell. Player Three. I don't think I think he's done. I think Ernest Klein Good. is done. He had his one commercial success with Ready Player One, and then Armada just was awful. And uh, now Ready Player Two is equally awful. awful. Yeah. Um, and I don't think any publisher is going to touch him again. Good. It's yeah. like the police don't academy things. The minute they didn't make money, they stopped making them. Yep. Um, kind of, I, I'm not going to segue here. I'm just going to say that this is, if you saw this teaser, then you'll know this is like vaguely related. Um, I say vaguely because this was a 40 second trailer, just like the, just like Vivo. This is the yeah. trailer for t- the tomorrow war with Chris Pratt. Don't. I love the tomorrow war. That's like my favorite book. Okay, oh, well, I'm you're sorry. getting That's a the movie. Forever War. That's the Forever War. I like. Okay, never mind. <laughs> this is yeah. Maybe this is a prequel to the tomorrow to the Forever War. The they literally War. didn't show any. Like the the point of this trailer was, hey, it's Chris Pratt and there's guns. Yeah. yeah. Never mind. Um, it's, it's it is the Forever War. I'm thinking of. I haven't made a movie of that yet. Literally, Chris mm-hmm. Pratt was action CG and maybe aliens or something like that. I don't even know. I don't even think there's aliens. They're like, we're fighting a war thirty years in the future, and I just imagine them pointing at a gun, firing really slow bullets. <laughs> just it's gonna get there in thirty years. The, fe- the Forever War actually, um. <laughs> predicted some shit that i think is coming true like by the end of the book so it deals a lot with the uh idea of time dilation and how much that would like fuck with someone Mm -hmm. uh who's like being deployed to the edges of space and having to travel ftl oh okay um and like one of the times they come back like the entire earth has like kind of like converged into uh like gender fluid mono (laughs) A lot of, mm-hmm. like, uh, homosexual relationships and stuff as a means of population control. Like, that was encouraged, and now everyone's kind of, like, gender bender sort of mm-hmm. <laughs> Delia Bobs. I'm like, wow, art imitates life. <laughs> art life imitates life. Uh, we're not there yet, but... <laughs> we're just waiting for our, our star soldiers to come back from the whatever galaxy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, tomorrow it's it's Chris it's Chris type of Pratt. Uh, you know he's in he's shooting just like Misfits. Another trailer that has stuff in it. I don't know. It's fucking it's the Misfits, not to be confused with the Misfits, which are the, the villains band. in Gem and the Holograms, or or the band the Misfits. Um. This is a Pierce Brosnan Fast and Furious ripoff that I can't tell if it's a high-budget straight-to-video movie or if it's a low-budget Hollywood bro- blockbuster. Uh, it's it's Saban somewhere Films. In the middle. It is another big, hit from Saban Films. I got big, like, heist movie oh, uh, yes. vibes off this. Well, yeah. the beginning of the, the first half of the trailer looks like it's going to be a heist movie. And then in the second half of the trailer, they're fucking telling camel fart jokes and doing Fast and the Furious level car chases. So I don't know what the fuck's going on here, but I'm not. <laughs> Here's some strikes against it. Saving films. 
<laughs> bad looking CGI and Nick Cannon. <laughs> yeah, this is so. This is why he wasn't on. Um, uh, he wasn't hosting uh, the Mass Singer anymore. Is this why? Oh, because of this movie. Shit. That's what I'm guessing. Oh my gosh, that that would be a bad move. Um, and then one more trailer. What? Excuse me. Occupation have... Rainfall, which is we didn't talk about the uh, wait. No, Man, wait. Is Misfits? No, that. Misfits isn't Saban, is it? Um, I thought it was. Because I think Occupation Rainfall is the. Oh. Okay, I think you're right. Which is the I guess the sequel to Occupation. A movie which we oh, talked oh, about right, once. Oh, right, with Ken Jeong. Yeah, with the the Ken yeah, this is, yeah, I see it right there. Filmgate. Uh yeah. Ken Jeong has super weapon to defeat the aliens. Um you can already feel in the trailer the weight of the heavy heavy plot armor <laughs> that the main character wears. Oh, oh shit, there is some other ones. Um yeah, like this is Fucking just shooting lasers and alien stuff. And Look there was us. like no budget for the CGI on this. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be this is gonna be I don't yeah, just, quite it, tasty. It just looked like lasers and shit like that. And, it has uh, the no. it has the classic Saban like camera equipment. Like you can tell the quality of the shots. Everything's like, also oh, really yeah. dark too to try to hide. That's when you know like some of the they're taking shortcuts too when things are really dark for no reason other than no, they like... did make a uh, a movie of the forever war in 1988 guess oh, what we're gonna... watching next week option again Paddington oh, 2 again. he bought the rights he optioned it to Ridley Scott who announced that after a 25 year wait for the rights to become available he was Making return to science fiction in March of nine. Oh wow, they haven't had they made it yet. <laughs> uh, state of play, fourth draft of the screenplay. Halman's the project was the seventh draft of the script as of May twenty fourteen, May twenty fifteen, following the apparent expiration of the development agreement with Twentieth Century Fox. And Scott Free Warner Brothers won the rights to the novel and plans to develop project with right okay so it has oh no they're gonna put Channing Tatum in the Forever War movie Ooh. <laughs> he's so dreamy Channing oh the other Taters. thing that was really confusing me about the trailers out this week is that uh, there was a final trailer for Peter Rabbit 2 I thought this shit came out already was this a COVID delay I think it was a COVID delay but yeah, I, I had the same we thought like too. Ago. I'm like, that was like two. I, I, that feels like two years almost. That was before I had rabbits. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Now, holy shit. And now you have your own Peter now Rabbit and Peter the Runaway. Um, Find their dad and have their rabbit dad be a jerk and have probably a transformative moment towards the end. Um, and then there's the Wrath of Man Red Band trailer. Yeah, get some more blood with our Jason Statham. Yeah, um, it looks like Guy Ritchie's attempt at a John Wick-style revenge action movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Guy Ritchie. I like Jason Statham in Guy Ritchie movies. I have every confidence that this is going to be quite good. 
And Post Malone gets shot. So and, everyone's um, happy. I hope it's more than that Post Malone in there because it's like it just seems like a random cameo just to be a cameo. But then again, that's maybe he's are. he's a big Guy Ritchie he's, fan too, and just wanted. I to think be in he's the branching out because he's doing. I don't know. There's also a recent trend where the Magic subreddit realized that he's a Commander player and he's going to be on game nights. He's going to be on game nights. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they there was a video of him where he uh, sat down at some uh, uh, trading card uh, trading card shop or something like that, mm-hmm. looking through Magic and Pokemon, and like just set out a bunch of dual lands and was like, "Yeah, I'll take I'll take these." Of course. I was just like, yeah, huh. the, I I didn't I saw the article about that. I'm like, oh great, another fucking whale for wizards to target with their 18 million dollar secret lair. Po- I hear it's only post- getting worse. Oh my god, secret lair post Malone signature collection. No, the- yeah. I don't want a fucking equipment called beer bong. No, it's gonna be the thing is it's just gonna be cards that are like signed by post Malone, border. and those are like his five his five big ones. He's like, yeah. See, I, I kind of would like that. So, like, there are certain secret layers that I do kind of like. And so, like what's the, what's uh, in our signature collections? I know, I know, Yehenny's got to be in mine, um, <laughs> as well as Grey Merchant of Asphodel. Yep, the Dalkin Guild Mage. Um, uh, Venser Shaper Savant. I think mine, mine would mine would be Yehenny, Gary. Um. Tragic Slip, um, Vampire Nighthawk. I'm trying to stay in Mono Black Fiend. And uh, some other spell I play a lot. Mm-hmm. My $30 secret layer would be Force of Will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, hey, reprint overpriced cards. Fucking do it. Mm hmm. Uh, I don't know, Fencer Shaper, Savant. Uh, uh, probably like Demir. Brago. Brago. Yeah. Brago, yeah. I'm thinking all my Brago shit. Oh, Bloodsoaked Champion would be my last one. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. What sucks is that now this, um, the, the new secret lab they came out with, with all the, uh, Dual lands. The shock lands. Yeah. Uh, is, is really good value, sort of. It is. I mean, that's, it actually is. I mean, that's the one that they should be doing. Like, yeah. It's like the Yu-Gi-Oh um, gold packs or the gold. The fucking Megatons. I've been saying this for years. Wizards needs to take a page from Konami's playbook and do Megatons where you release reprints of a lot of the currently valuable cards for a reasonable price and you throw in some packs and everyone loves it and it sells like gangbusters. Instead, Arena's economy is it's getting fucked. And it's crazy because like it's only getting worse. Apparently, the um, the allocations for Modern Horizons two is for oh, the draft right. booster fucking boxes. Modern Horizons two. Who's ready for the format to break again? <laughs> well, that yeah, and that was a really good set. It had some decent reprints and it had some pretty good like pretty cards good. for Hogak like, really like, all over the place. And and it's just like Modern Horizons two. So the draft booster boxes are being allocated less than Strixhaven's draft booster boxes, which was already low. But well, the collector's booster boxes are not. But the collector's boosters are not. They're increasing the amount of collectors. So they're decreasing draft and increasing collectors because they know that's selling. Well, yeah, but they're, they're, they can turn around and say, oh, we're not 
allocating as many draft boosters because of the pandemic and people can't yeah. draft. But anyone can buy a collector's booster at any time if for this a premium of two times the price. Like if this continues after like the, I mean, when when we're all back to some sort of normalcy and like people are, you know, game stores are open for drafting events again and and all that shit continues, like that's this, is, you know, bullshit mm-hmm. from Watsy. Well, Trailers. Papa Hasbro's like you need to hit this number of percent growth yep. every quarter. I don't care how you do it. <coughs> is bad um there is one more trailer oh yeah um i this kind of goes hand in hand with the dc announcement for their fandom this year that's coming up the fandom the fandom are we still subscribed to that that service i stopped after they were like they moved out no everything it's just comics now i i canceled the subscription not that i i wouldn't i think it's too much for, for just, just comics yeah they'd have to lower well, the price a little bit but it's all on hbo max now right uh pretty much everything is now there i think there are a few things that are still missing uh like okay. i don't think static shock is up yet uh that's um, too bad but most of everything's up there now yeah they're just waiting to like mm-hmm. hook someone like when they announced the static shock live action movie they were like yeah we got the animated series back up on hbo max now <laughs> Um, in that vein, uh, the trailer for Sweet Tooth, which I guess is a, what was, it's not a directly a DC comic. It's, um, based on a Watchmen sort of thing. No. Yeah. It's like a vision or what's the, one of their subsidiary, huh? Not Dark Horse. Image. Um, it may have been imaged. Let me see. Um, do, 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 do. Meanwhile, um, can you guys talk about what's in this trailer? I didn't see it, so no. Sweet tooth? no oh, okay. I guess so. There's a there's it's a Vertigo comic. Okay. Um, there's there's a virus, and I guess people are turning into animals. Maybe. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Um, and the emergence of hybrids. It's just it's just furries. It's just a furry movie. What the fuck? Yeah. And there's a kid, and he's is he's, he's a he's sweet tooth and he's got little antlers and everyone wants to hunt him yeah he's got a little he's a little button buck oh robert downey jr got roped into this because he was on doolittle they're like you can talk oh to God. animals and he's like no that that was a movie <laughs> yeah that was a, a, a film role i did is that idris elba he's executive he's executive producer on it idris elba secretly a furry wait they have wait they have their own production studio Team Downey. Yeah, I mean, you gotta invest that money somewhere so you can report losses and not pay income tax. How do they not get sued by Downey? Uh, <laughs> spelled differently. Hey, it's because they got because the president they of the production e is David there. Gambino. Hey, it's David Gambino in yeah, charge of production. We'll keep your finances squeaky clean, all right? <laughs> Welcome to Gandolfini Investments. Welcome. <laughs> Oh lord, I'm looking at so I'm looking at what films they're responsible for. The 2014 movie The Judge. Um Doolittle. So they were also on Doolittle. Oh. How dare and they? 2022 Sherlock Holmes 3? Oh. Wait, what? 
Well, well, that's because Robert I'm Downey dis- Jr. Robert yeah, Downey I'm Jr. is in those, and uh, those are also directed by Guy Ritchie. Um, yeah, they've been working on that for a while now. The third one, mm-hmm. and I guess they were the Perry. Ma- they're in charge of uh, the Perry Mason show on HBO Max. Wonder how that went. I, I honestly yeah. don't know. I wasn't trying to like take a thinly veiled jab at him. I wonder how that went. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. don't so... I don't veil my jabs ever. I just go straight for the jugular. <laughs> I discombobulate. <laughs> discombobulate. Um. So sweet tooth. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. I, I watched the trailer and uh, yeah. It's a, I need to. I need to get on the phone to Tank Bank. He's got some work to do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh lord, Please, yeah. It'll be out. it'll be interesting. It's part of the it kind of gives me this the it's a very late 2010s aesthetic. Uh it is the kid in the woods sort of aesthetic where it's like here, I'm around all this old kind of mossy wood and I'm a little kid and there's a deer somewhere. Hope it doesn't get me. Right cuz there was what? The Vivich. Um Stranger Things had that vibe. Uh, fucking, what's that Wendigo movie where the kid is like, my dad's a Wendigo. Oh, yeah. My dad's a uh, little antler monster in the woods. Honey, I shrunk the Wendigo. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that became an aesthetic. <laughs> that Like, here, antler monsters in the woods. Spooky. Spooky. I don't know it's when like that became. It's like a werewolf or mitzvah. Yeah. Stags are very popular in media. Oh, shit. Of... Yeah. Oh, no, shit. Castlevania season four. We also. Oh fuck! I, I saw that on YouTube's and I didn't watch it. I was like, I should watch this for the. Cast. More game of Castlevanias. Mm-hmm. They um, basically this trailer was all the, was showing you look look at all the expensive animation we paid for. Look at all this um, Jake you you watch anime? What's that word when they when they crank up the budget for the fight scene? I don't know what that's called, but it's annoying as fuck. Yeah, we're like, oh, now everything's in like 4K, 500 frames a second. If you want to see, if you want a very um, uh, good example of that, uh, that's really brief. And in every single fucking episode, watch Invincible on Prime Video, which I just finished. Um, I have to finish up that. So the last episode came out and it's just like. Oh, yeah. It was a, it's a, I think it's a, is it DC comic or whatever? Um, I think that was Image. Okay. Um, so I had, I had a friend who read the comics. He said he just finished it. He said it was relatively like accurate to the comics. So that's a. Yeah. Now that's that done. I'll go and read the comics. I was, I was holding off cause I didn't want to spoil myself on the potential twist. I was being good. I, I mean, I'm sorry, but like I called the twist from like episode one or two. <laughs> I was like. Okay, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I know where this is going, and I'm just waiting for it to happen. I have, I have my suspicions. Uh, Did we'll you want to talk about Like, I've only seen clips, but I spoiled. I kind of spoiled myself, so I don't really care. Well, I haven't seen it yet. So. Oh, you haven't seen? Okay. No, yeah, yeah. Chris on top of So, it's a, it, it's a good, it's a good show. I just the there's there's an annoying thing where like they'll have scenes of fantastic animation, like in Castlevania. And then they'll just have scenes where they like phone it in. Very and clearly and are saving money. <laughs> yeah, like they have a, a still animation where they have characters just standing still and it's just the same shot. 
mm-hmm. or they just move like their head. They do the family the guy. Time. Like if you're everyone else besides the person who's talking is standing yes. still completely, emotionless, which I yeah. feel like in a cartoon, oddly enough, it works better mm-hmm. or it's not as noticeable, but in an anime, it's just a lot more noticeable because there's a lot more movement usually. So when somebody's standing still, you you really pinpoint that and you're like, why are they just uh, a scarecrow, just not moving? And it, it's annoying because there'll be scenes of like just amazing animation. Like, don't get me wrong, there are there are wonderfully animated scenes, but uh, when they copy and paste birds falling from the sky, it's just like, dude, Ooh. what the fuck? Make there's more than just crows. More than just crows, a murder of crows. Speaking of murder, Mortal Kombat's number one at the box office this year. Oh, fatality. Uh, Kano wins. Kano won the day, or the week as it were, holding off unexpectedly strong competition from Demon Slayer the movie, Mugen Train. Mugen Train. Uh, Mortal Kombat has made $51 million worldwide. Um, that's uh, I don't know, I don't know if that's as good as they were hoping for, <laughs> but that was a very strong domestic opening, one of the stronger of the pandemic. And Demon Slayer, the movie from Funimation Entertainment, Mugen Train made a lot of money in Japan, I'm guessing. Uh, 27 million domestic, 394 million worldwide or international i should say for 422 worldwide so the, it, it also should be noted this is not opening weekend for um this is only opening weekend for the u.s yeah i figured um yeah 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 i'm not expecting it that it made that that would have been bigger news <laughs> if it had made nearly 400 million dollars worldwide we'd be losing weekend. our tits if uh if it made four hundred twenty two million dollars on an opening weekend worldwide, no, I think this has been out for like at least um, a month or so, or even more, uh, in uh, in Japan and everywhere else. Uh, but they had to they had to sub it and get it over here. Um, that just happens to be our spotlight film. Because <laughs> we got yeah, definitely we about. definitely reviewed by the best people. Yep, and not I... not weebs. Not weebs galore. <laughs> um, typically, with one of these things, um, it's very popular amongst the people who watched it, including the critics, because normal critics aren't going to go and watch the fucking Demon Slayer movie. No. Um, Although I'm kind of curious. <laughs> so, it's got 95% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, 8.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, three out of five on something called Common Sense Media, and ninety-eight percent of Google I think users. That's like one of those like Christian sites. Like, is this okay for your kids to watch? What? Features <laughs> swearing, scenes of alcohol, people Pagan being angry imagery. at each other. <laughs> uh, the audience rating summary on Google is four point nine out of five stars. Um, so yeah. It has its fans. I'm sure it was watched exclusively by those fans, or nearly there were, exclusively. There were tons of TikToks of people making fun of the uh, imagining the experience of going to the movie theater 
and watching this where everybody's in cosplay and everybody smells of BO, which I I can sort of see. So, um, yeah, that's kind of interesting you say that because I can draw on my experience. So um, in 20... 13 or 14 whichever year well i guess it would have been 14 because battle of gods came out in 2013 right so uh when resurrection f came out uh only a handful of theaters in the area were carrying it because it was a special interest film being anime even Mm -hmm. though it's dragon ball and people love dragon ball from all walks of life and it was all walks of life in the theater there wasn't a lot of cosplay and a lot of bo there was some of that to be sure but that's the case anywhere there's people there's always some people who were not taught the value of soap as a child (laughs) dove a dove bar will go a long way (laughs) do do a lot of work for you do a lot of heavy lifting yeah i don't know maybe i think it might just because um demon slayer may be a more niche uh, yeah it might be a little more Uh, weeby like i can definitely see well now that like they're getting bigger and being carried in multiplexes like i didn't go i don't think we went opening night to uh dragon ball brawl yet i think we we were a week behind that was still packed and My it was theater still, was still packed. Yeah, it yeah. was pretty packed the first time I saw it. The second time I saw it, there were less people in there. That's right. I saw it twice in theaters. What of it? Supporting theatrical economy. Yeah. So like, but then again, that's still the Dragon Ball audience. It's a little less. Um, yeah. How do I say body pillow fucky? Than <laughs> the Demon Slayer so audience, perhaps would be. They have actual girlfriends other than um, uh, uh, digital waifus and body pillows that can stand up. <laughs> stand up on their own. <laughs> Why is it crunchy? Hmm. It really puts the crunchy and crunchy. It sounds role. like she has arthritis. <laughs> <laughs> that osteoporosis kicking in quick, huh? <laughs> It's what being a thousand-year-old dragon on the body of a five-year-old will do. You can bend her into a kickstand, and there you go. It's uh, resourceful. Make a hole in the back. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, it, it's it's interesting you mentioned that like uh, we're that like after Brawley, uh, you know, we're seeing this one. I think we're gonna see a lot more. I think too because, um, it just. It's really popular and it makes a lot of money. Obviously. Yeah, that and the you My know, Hero Academia movie did pretty well as well. Yes, mm. that was that one's one. just this generation's Naruto. That's like the the shonen anime. We have a new generation after Naruto. Everybody yeah. keeps on talking about how Attack on Titan's gonna have a movie to finish off the season. Or... Even though everyone was pissed when that. When the story ended, they're like, "This sucks." Well, they announced it was coming back, but there's there's apparently like, even with another sixteen episodes, I'm not sure if they can finish it off in the normal time frame. So there still might be a movie that could like encompass, you know, three or four episodes. So is it going to be like actual high budget movie, or are they just going to take the time to finish off the animation they already had? I mean. Attack on Titan has been traditionally like high budget. Uh, they have a lot of crossovers in Japan, so I think they make a lot of money. 
from it and they they're it's a amazing selling uh graphic novel or uh comic so manga manga, manga my bad i hit all the the other two i mean it's all the same shit but the the body <laughs> pillow fuckers will try to roast you yeah. at the stake if you mix it up exactly um but what like, do you I mean, do Japan, if you're like a have... female weeb oh oh get I a, don't i don't want to get into it get a bad dragon <laughs> dildo that's like naruto themed you watch inuyasha <laughs> you just watch reruns Inuyasha of Inuyasha. <laughs> I love it. Am I wrong? Is that not every every girl who has watched anime is like I. <laughs> I was so down with it. Fucking. You watch Inuyasha and those high school romance movies mm-hmm. <laughs> or shows. That what does Kirsten watch? Let's let's get her opinion <laughs> on this. Does she like Inuyasha? Kirsten, uh, she does not like anime. I don't think. No, she no, no. Uh, Kirsten, our Kirsten, oh, Kirsten. college friend. Um, probably. I, I gotta believe it. Like, <laughs> I'll text her. Who's got their phone on them? <laughs> text her. I got, oh. Don't, don't, no context. Provide zero context. Just ask yep. her out of the blue. No, do well, you like Inuyasha? I don't know what the modern equivalent of that is, though. That's the thing. I don't know who like the it? the modern heartthrobs of the young female uh, anime watching audience is. Maybe that's for the best. Yeah. Um, but let's see what we can't confirm if they're real people. But they are real reviewers. They are real reviewers. They have some reviewer traits. They have more weeb traits, but. For the sake of this video, or the sake of this podcast, I guess, we're, we're going to choose to overlook that for now. But this will be the last time. If I find you again, I will use my legal right to exterminate you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Biden passed that executive order. <laughs> um, all right, so I've got a 10 out of 10 from TC... Dan JPN. I wonder. I wonder if he's a fan of stuff from <laughs> that particular country. Um, more than my expectation. Warning, spoilers for all you Demon Slayer fans. I don't think there's a crossover between between our audience and theirs. Um, finally, this movie was released in my country, parentheses, in Asia, since last weekend, and surprisingly, almost all the reactions slash review for it are very positive from both fan and non-fan slash just casual moviegoers. Uh, X to doubt. Many people who are not into anime much, parentheses, to be honest, anime movies don't often do well in my country box office, uh, still really like it after watching. Like 25 N bashes. <laughs> Uh, my reviews. My reviews. Are you sure this wasn't written by a boomer? Colon underscore visual and sound. Colon need to talk more. Period. 10 out of 10. Period. Underscore content. Drinking. Colon good meetings. 
and messages which can resonate with the audience. He just abandons that format completely, reasonably framed, handled situations properly, no random asshole power-up. There's periods just peppered in here. Like, he just took a fucking period shotgun full of period bird shot and just sprayed it all. It's got that, that, that period grinder. Just... Yeah. Three cranks on it. Pretty good. <laughs> Emphasize their... Uh, no asshole power up. There is time to focus on each character to develop and emphasize their role, comma leave the impression on audience. The producer team knows how to choose the starting point and the end point so that the audience in general can enjoy the movie. Throughout the movie, there are good meanings and messages that can resonate well with audiences. The, the second time he's used that line. Um. Oh, with audience, not audiences. Especially okay. for Japanese people due to cultural culture and lifestyle, I think. That's parenthetical. 8.5 out of 10. Overall, <laughs> 9.25 out of 10. Reminding the world that this is a 10-star review. <laughs> so after all that, I didn't even check under the spoiler tag to see that. <laughs> Take a shot. Good God! Wow! It could oh, be it could geez. be any star of you. That was fucking. That's a that's three different ratings in here. That's that's a record right now. I think. Yeah, he's got. Well, yeah, he, yeah. It is three different <laughs> ratings. One of them was the right Duke. one. <laughs> this man was overthinking his review by giving it different this categories, is... calculating the average. I have I have noticed this because I have I have watched a couple anime reviews and they are different from normal movie reviews. They are Try of a different to parse breed. That. <sighs> now Is, go smoke like, some weed and then try to. Was do he it. like? Was he like typing this on his like Huawei and like like he copied it over to IMDb in the app and then it just had formatted. <laughs> Uh, like awkwardly, his Huawei. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, he uses Huawei. Only, only available in China. Because I'm, uh, I am surprised. This, uh, this person may not be uh, E L A or E F A E F L. That's the one. English oh, as a first language. English, yeah, English, English um, first language. Okay, well, I got a, I got a live one. Okay, I got a live one over you here. A live one down here. Uh, He's not super. He's not. He's medium mad. He's not big mad. Oh, and this is a one star. <laughs> one out of ten. Two overrated. All caps. Okay. By Blue Secret okay. eight seven seven nine eight. This is like don't believe the haters, but from the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too overrated for a small seasonal anime. People actually compare to Attack on Titan, Vinland Saga, and thinks it's better than Jujutsu Kaisen. Mark my words, when Jujutsu Kaisen's new movie comes to theaters, it will shatter Demon Slayer, colon, overrated movie records. 9 out of 48 found that helpful. This man must review multiple anime movies oh i'm sure the man oh just... no he nope he actually i mark no i'm wrong wrong I'm wrong he uh he just reviewed this one. Oh wow <laughs> that's his only review but he was mad he was medium mad 
and yeah. Not Big Mag though. No, no. not Big. Not no. He, it should have been. If he was Big Mad, it would have been longer, and he would have flamed a lot more. But it really wasn't even about it as a movie. It was just in comparison to other animes. Right. Um. His screed against. Deans yeah, it's there. always it's just infighting. It's all infighting. Um, I got a I got a five out of ten. Weebs, everyone hates you. You might as well just be united as one faction. <laughs> just pick one and market it to the general public. Uh, from Sang seven seven eight three zero, we've got five out of ten overrated, poor character development. And every line here is its own separate. It's like a, it's like a business email where every statement is its own separate Paragraph. line. Yeah, uh, I heard it's almost like a poem. It's kind of it's kind of beautiful in that way. Um, I heard great things about this movie from my friends, and I was very disappointed after watching it. I was struggling to stay awake during the movie. The character development was very poor. I had felt no connection to the characters. There was enough there was not enough battles in the movie. The movie was putting too much weight on the ending of the movie. I think they failed to connect me emotionally to the ending. I wish there was more of a character development to the story. More backstory to help me connect to the characters. In the end, I think this movie failed. One out of seven. The middling reviews, by the way, side note, the middling reviews are scarce. It is a desert out here. There are literally zero four-star reviews. And there is like three five-star reviews. I suppose there aren't many people who would go into this movie being like, yeah, oh, I don't know what to expect. I That's think fair. I don't had, think... Had, had their mind made up one way or the other before yeah, they even yeah. watched it. Judging by these reviews, too, it does not seem like they are going to temper their opinion too much. No, no, it doesn't. Does not seem that like, way across uh, any of these reviews. <laughs> like, what were some of the titles that you called out for your top t- for your ten star reviews? Oh, uh, I'm going to get to one here. Um, okay. From OJ Halakashaya, six zero seven five nine. Demon Slayer: The Movie Mugen Train. It is theoretically not possible to surpass this movie, three exclamation marks, even by whole animes, apostrophe S. (laughs) Anything you hear, see, or feel, or get to know about this movie, and you think it's just hype? No! Three O's, four exclamation marks. No. It is the ground truth. For a long time, I was sure no anime slash movie can beat AOT storyline. Uh, you guys have to help me. Oh, Attack on That's Titan. That's Attack on Titan. Titan. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's all, I told you, it's all fucking insular. <laughs> but here we are with a movie. Defeating wholly full developed animes, apostrophe S. <laughs> Six out of twelve found that helpful. Oh, that was it? That was it. <laughs> that was it? <laughs> man, this man. This man went, went crazy. Man, it's... <laughs> This one movie better than defeating a fully developed, developed anime. 
Wow. Okay. Animes well, what? Well. Yeah. Animes. <laughs> what? What about the animes? <laughs> Tell me. Oh my god. Okay, so I had a I had a pick between either a uh, shitty one star or a longer uh, three star, and um, you've made your choice. Do the three star. Yeah. He's I, made his peace with God. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't want to do the one star because it, it seemed dumb. Uh, so three out of ten. It was fine. Now, warning, spoilers, but they're vague enough to where no spoilers really are. Well, given, the spoilers so in my ten star review, I guess, was just that there wasn't no asshole power up. <laughs> this, this has like he talks about scenes from it, but isn't. You're, uh, you're the one watching the show, Jake. So, <laughs> so you're the. So yeah. I'll forget this review by the time I finish and get to the movie, so I think I'm okay. All right, let me begin by saying that the animation was excellent, the music was great, and the voice acting was top-notch. Sound design was also really great. Now, with the good out of the way, the rest. Ellipses, period. The story was cliche, to say the least. What's more, all of the action in the movie was equivalent was the equivalent of slamming action figures into one another and declaring one of them the victor by screaming exposition at you as to how you should feel about what just happened. Example. Oh, okay. Nice example. Person A slams into demon thing B. Flash. Bang. Excitement. A and B separate, breathing heavily. Character C, not involved, says something to the effect of Wow, a really <laughs> A really took a beating there. He can't take much more of that. <laughs> then go back at it and it repeats. This is anime. I can see I'm it sorry, in my head. I'm sorry, but that's fucking anime though. <laughs> Where's fucking my Master Roshi just, on the side? My man line. just described anime. Yeah. <laughs> um when there are no rules and normal physics don't apply, it's impossible to care about the outcome. Of Why any are given you concert? concerned about physics in a fucking anime? Like even I, that's where I, even I am drawing a line here. Like, dude, like, get off your high horse. This is a this is a movie about demons, literal demons. Oh, um, it's just at the mercy of the writers deciding which action figure gets to win this conflict. To further emphasize this, during one scene, a character is hit with a giant demon tentacle, and wham, he's slammed into a wall. You'd be done for if it were you. It's fine, though. Okay. Yeah, after he wears off So this off character is strong. <laughs> then literally one scene later, the same character is stabbed by something the size of a pencil, and it's practically a death sentence. He's out of the fight for the rest of the movie. Another character is literally impaled on something's arm and manages to almost cut its head off anyway, but then the character dies. Why? Give me the rules! Exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. If characters... If character... All right, that's uh, possessive characters. If <laughs> characters can literally be impaled and bleeding, but summon the strength to scream some nonsense and then burst into flames, what are the limits? What am I meant to be impressed by? Has he done something? <laughs> he done something amazing, or is he terrible swordsman? 
It's impossible for me to tell because there aren't any rules. Soon enough, though, character C comes on screen to scream how I should feel so what I can so that I can continue. <laughs> all in all, if you've seen the anime and you've enjoyed it, give it a watch. I... Otherwise, if you're coming in without any interest in anime prior, leave it be. It'll be a waste of your time for you. I want this review. I want this review on every single anime movie now. <laughs> this, we should this, just copy and paste can... it because you can apply it to any of them. This sounds like a Reddit copy pasta. I feel like it's like without the specific one, it's like a Reddit copy pasta of what you, could, the, you uh, could put it up. An anime. Demon tent. Well, obviously. The knife does piercing damage, which that particular character has a vulnerability to. Mm-hmm. That he does not have to bludgeoning or other types of damage. Yeah. Gotta look at their stat charts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everybody has stat charts, so his constitution might be higher. So what? And finally, <sighs> um, we have a 7 out of 10 review from Ichi Rob. That's Ichiro <laughs> with a B. I wonder. I wonder if this guy likes anime. Uh, Itchy Rob thirty with a seven out of ten review. A little overrated, maybe just a little. <laughs> if you have seen any other shonen anime or simply other live action films like the MCU, that film, it's going to be hard to top those. <laughs> this film delivers amazing visuals, but it is one of those stories that is more about the emotion than the logic of the plot line, which doesn't sit well with people like me. There were various scenes in the film where the, where beneficial things happened to the protagonist. I reacted with, no, that's a little BS. <laughs> in short, the film seems more like an extended series episode than a theatrical standalone title, which I believe is the intention. 7 out of 20. Now, he said in short, as if what the paragraph he said before was a long version. That is the long version of his thoughts. <laughs> Nicely needs to be um, Not everyone can write <laughs> the fucking Iliad that I posted as the cow, the yeah. thread here. I have an answer from uh, Kirsten. Okay. Okay. So I asked, did you like Inuyasha? No context given. She said, LOL, not really. But mainly because it's old and animation isn't that good. XP. Gasp. She's, yeah, said, she's okay, one of those people who does not enjoy anything <laughs> classic. <laughs> It's old, and the animation. I think she likes poopy. Attack on Titan, though. I remember her saying that. No, she, yeah, because she that's might. new and and spiffy to look at. And new, yeah, exactly. You should give her, give her ten years, Demon and she's like, ugh, ugh. <laughs> it's not computer animated CGI. <laughs> we can say these you, things. You know what I'm going to recommend you, Jake. The same one I always recommend. To this every show. fucking time. Because she's a great friend like that. She doesn't support us. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that's that's anime movie. That's it. That is anime that's movie. That is the second highest grossing film this week. Mm. Oh, goodness gracious. Great balls of box office. Um, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong sliding all the way to third. Down to third, four point two million dollars. Down forty five point three percent. Nobody similar drop thirty point three percent. Second to fourth, uh, one point seven million dollars. Raya and the Last Dragon, 
just a thousand dollars behind nobody for fifth place. Close but battle still there. Still trailing Tom and Jerry. Still, uh, yeah, still trailing uh, Tom and Jerry there. Uh, the unholy in six, one point four million dollars, under a million dollars now for Tom and Jerry, down thirty five point two percent in its ninth week. I can't believe this movie has made a hundred million dollars. That seems wrong, just morally. Like oh my God, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four made forty six million dollars. It's more than either of those. Good God! Together, together. Hope it's the new. It's the new uh, Rick Astley remix. Together, (laughs) together, 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 together. Um, Yeah, you can't meter that out. (laughs) No. Um, When a young loner becomes the gestational surrogate, why would you write it like that? God, oh, I think we talked so about awful. this. We talked about the trailer for this. For a single man in his forties, the two strangers come to realize this unexpected relationship. So it's like grown-up Juno, basically. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's gonna. I can give you the plot right now, where they're like strangers, and they're like, "Are we in love?" And at the end of the movie, they're like, "No, we're not actually in love, but we have a different relationship. So we have but a unique friends." Yeah. Because it would be too cliche if they just became a family. That's that's nineties. That's nineties turf. Um, Not as if everything was better in the nineties. The new days. Oh, um, we got the girl who believes in miracles. Uh, couldn't conjure one up to stay above ah, five hundred thousand dollars. Ah, ah, ah. Down the three hundred fifty k. Good enough for ninth place. And rounding out the top ten, The Courier. Uh, $294,000 in six week. Let's see if The War of Grandpa is still playing. Oh, God. The Courier made only uh, about $10, 10 million worldwide. Just under $10 million worldwide. Oof. Mm-hmm. That is like, ah, oh, fuck. That's, that's a quarter of what The War of Grandpa made worldwide. <laughs> And they gotta pay Benedict Cumberbund, I think. That's who it is. Or if Grandpa twenty six thousand dollars, almost a thousand dollars for every week it's been in theaters. <laughs> it is currently below number twenty five, the Truffle Hunters. <laughs> and uh, uh, number twenty two, SAS Red Notice. <laughs> uh yeah, coming in a hundred ninety five theaters. Which Still is Still holding on to that. That's a so lot more many. than the other ones at in this uh in this range. Yeah. For real. Like only Oh, yeah. oh I guess Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four is still in like a thousand theaters. What? How many theater how many theaters are there in America? <laughs> I think like they usually are top or out around three or four thousand. I think yeah, the yeah, highest we ever highest saw was Endgame and that was like four thousand ninety seven. Yeah. Literally every mom and pop shop and theater were, were playing this shit. They had drive-ins opening for it. I love drive-ins. I love the Malta drive-in. If you're ever in Boston Lake area, Malta drive-in. Get yourself double feature and all the snacks you can smuggle into your car <laughs> for like 15 bucks. Now and drugs. Yes, you can smuggle drugs in too now. And... 
and you're in the privacy of your own vehicle and in New York State, go ahead, blaze up, even though you can get a ticket for driving while stoned. So maybe you don't do that unless you're... Not the driver. It's in the back seat. Passenger can. <laughs> we call that the bong suite. It's the back seat. <laughs> Sir, I wasn't smoking. I just got hotboxed on accident. <laughs> I mean, you're probably fine. But don't do it. Yeah, they'll probably just... Give you a verbal warning. Say, ah, you crazy kid. Well, for the Go. well, for the most part, like most people, um, unless you get like really super high, can still drive okay. Yeah. All right. Like here's like all right. Me? I have a a ridiculous idea. So, is there could someone theoretically modify their car to guess it to disengage from the drive, like disengage their gear, and connect it instead? to a system that will uh, vent and or heat uh, a bong and just hotbox the car when you press the gas. Where the engine um, drives. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm sure drives there's a, a way boiler. you can, like... Yeah, I, I, I think you could do that. Because the engine gets hot enough where you could, like, heat up an oil or something and direct the exhaust from that chamber back into the car like you're going to like you're trying to kill yourself. So <laughs> now you got your forward, nobody. your back, and you're up. <laughs> <laughs> Put I it into weed. Shift nope. <laughs> <laughs> into W. Nah. That's what neutral is. <laughs> the clutch just flips over onto like a fucking sparker and right. lights a fire. Neutral is just when you rev the engine, it just like goes, it just hotboxes you a little bit. Uh, that'd be I can think of no better combination the uh, with with weed smoke than car fumes. So yeah, that's all. There's no put some hypoxia. That's the real. That's the real kicker yeah. right there. Um, that's what makes it more intense. Is that your your brain is deprived of oxygen, <laughs> <laughs> and it just has weed. <laughs> Fortnite isn't on Microsoft Xbox Cloud Gaming Service because Epic has blocked it. Oh, Epic Games Oops. is not allowed Fortnite to appear on X Cloud. That's okay. It's literally free and runs on whatever the fuck you have. Like, you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Unless you have an iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wonder how that's going. Um, I wonder what the what the team of lawyers on both sides who went for their whatever day of discovery. Yeah, or whatever sure proceedings Where discovery. they all went to whatever sushi place they all went to for lunch that day. Yeah. They're they're in the calling they're calling witnesses and they have the uh the backpack kid up there. <laughs> uh the next witness is gonna be the person who wrote the Chug Jug song. Yeah, no, they're like point out on the map what was wiped out. Tomato town. Yeah. Uh, tomato let town. the let the record state that the defendant Kate they just wiped out Tomato Town. I don't know how you have witnesses for what is a uh White well, they probably have expert crime. witnesses, like people yeah, who know the software, people who worked on it. Well, no, they're, show they're, us on they're the pickaxe where they touched you. Is about uh, the the ability for them to sell their virtual currency in app and not through the Apple Store. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, because that, that's what the whole thing was: is that Apple was taking a cut of the uh, V coin in-game currency and and uh epic's like no i like, want all nope. that shit so we're gonna sell it an app and then apple's like we're gonna pull your app from the fucking app store and then epic's that's like that's not that's illegal how this game works 
And then Apple's like, is it? And we're like, we're, and Epic was like, we're going to find out. We're suing your asses. Jokes Protracted on you. Legal, legal my dad battle. works for... Oh. <laughs> Jokes on you. My dad works for Nintendo <laughs> Epic Games. It's... And he's going to ban your account. So fuck off. That's mm. how they're... Li- that's how my dad shoot. works at Nintendo. He's going to ban you off <laughs> Xbox Live. <laughs> I just... I like the idea that this is very likely i i don't know there's been big legal battles before but this to me really feels like the first once we see like physical espionage and sabotage happen i feel like this is the first corpo war (laughs) it's either this or nestle versus whatever nation they're trying to conquer for their water like the fucking combine Like oh. I, I love that half like, like, like there's Nestle an alien race that's going to come and steal our water. We're like, no, that's that's just Nestle. They make <laughs> chocolate. And they and they starve kids out in third world countries. Nestle <laughs> versus P and G for the control of the universe. Fucking Christ. Oh I can't wait. Oh, where's Gordon you mean Freeman the people when you need him? The chocolate chips? <laughs> The Nesquik Bunny is your now overlord. Uh, so did you see that um, that uh, the, the PlayStation had their had their little uh, you know E three thing announcement, and they were like, uh, "Are you a furry? Do you like furry games? We got just the thing for you and your new PS 5 Please send the link. With, Please. with Ratchet and Clank. Oh, oh, oh Jake. Yes, yeah. <laughs> not a furry thing. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> that, was, that was a very <laughs> convicted, like, yeah, yeah, fucking is. <laughs> yes. Super furries. Um, no, there was a very. Like, uh, only two ca- like, I think Ratchet's the only character that has fur in the entire series. But now there's female furry, right? Is that yeah, from yeah, the screenshot furry. I saw? Yeah, female yeah. lumback. I'm trying to look up where the. What there was there were like only like three things announced uh during the event uh there was ratchet and clank the new game for that uh which is really the only new game uh for like just the ps5 <laughs> yeah. i guess like there has been a big what drought is... for ps5 games well because no one has a ps5 yet so what's the point in making exclusive well, people games? Have ps5 games yes there are some people who they're do. out there they're i mean my, my, point, my point is like I don't there's no real point in making exclusives for the PS5 which has a small install base because people haven't been able to get their hands on them versus releasing it also on the PS4 which still has the large install base from the previous generation oh no okay um, so I looked I looked up the PlayStation Store I didn't know if they could give a number for how big their library was um, but the first, the first four games, I I couldn't get four games in before seeing this. Um, so that I guess this is I guess this is in alphabetical order, but still, but still, we got 3D billiards, pool and snooker, for twenty five dollars, mind you. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Active Neurons Three: Wonders of the World. Um, aliens. And then Angels with Scaly Wings, which I think this looks to me 
Uh, like a game yes, about angels it, with scaly wings. No, it is a it is a <laughs> no dragon. It is a dragon furry um, visual novel. Oh no! Where you can choose your scaly love partner. Nice. Oh well, that's wow! For the PS4 and PS5. Look at look at how how clearly you can see the scales in these drawings. They charged. They went ten dollars for this, huh? And people will pay it. Oh, and there's Bal and Wonderworld down from sixty bucks to forty bucks. Oh no, Bal and Wonderworld. What the fuck is Back for Blood? And why is it why is it sixty bucks? I don't know. Um, Better yet, why is Assassin's Creed Bundle $160? Because it's like because, five games. Because they had to work really hard to make that female figurine for the pre-orders. Riot Games started to record Valorant voice chat to moderate toxic players. So Yay. you're now being wiretapped Thanks, when China. you play Valorant. So have fun with Thanks, that. China. I appreciate it. I remember when when that first was like announced that like certain companies were uh, possibly going to start doing that as a way to like moderate their communities. People lost their absolute shit. So uh, I expect a some sort of a negative PR out of that. That's cool. oh, I'm... but no. Sony has sold uh, nearly eight million PS5 consoles. So there's at least eight million people out there who are clamoring. And shouting from the rooftops, we want PS5 exclusives. And all they have to go for is Ratchet and Clank go on a timey-wimey adventure through space. Um, so, while that is impressive, I feel I should remind everyone that the PS4 has sold 114 million units. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Eight is close. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Six <laughs> percent. They're getting there. But does the PS4 have the hot new game, which I think is going to be? Um, this is like I feel like this is going to be the underdog mainstream game, or the like the game people will remember from twenty twenty one is uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed, which is Ooh. coming out at some point. Where I like I don't know someone. Someone was like, they're finally like, Hold I'm going to make here. the perfect fucking Hot Wheels game. We're going to do it, kids. Let's let's contextualize oh, the 8 million PS5s. Uh, the Sega Saturn, infamous Fritz. failure, sold yeah. 9.26 million units. <laughs> yeah. Flopped harder than the, the fucking Saturn. Um, yeah, so Hot Wheels Unleashed, uh, where you can play as your favorite Hot Wheel. And go on funky ass tracks in like it's like a it's it's almost like a kind of stripped down. It doesn't. It's not. It's over the top, but not in like a Mario Kart way, where there's all this gimmicks and shit going on. It looks like it has one kind of feature, which is well, two features. It's got Hot Wheels is the actual track, and it's you know, kind of like cool stages. But the the gameplay feature is that you can store up boost power with your drift. <laughs> I guess that's F zero, right? Yeah. When you drift, do you get boost power, or when you is or it maybe when that's you run Kirby over Air trips? Ride? I don't know. It's in one of those games. I don't know, but that is the mechanic. Uh, 
to contextualize a little bit more on the PS5 sales, PlayStation 5 has sold 7.8 million units in its first fiscal year, ending March 31st, 2021, outstripping PS4's 7.6 million units sold in the same period. Well, everyone, I'm not saying it's not selling well, Jake. My point is that there's just not enough of them. Like people Look, I'm want just giving them. you facts. I'm just giving you a, a fact, a factual uh, yeah, information. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fit. factual. <laughs> I it's also below. The, well, the Saturn's outsold the Dreamcast. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> Considering it's everyone so remembers right? the Dreamcast, I, I, I but people don't remember the like games. But like, if this is what like Sony has to like announce is like, when I mean like they just announced Ratchet and Clank, they literally just said Ratchet and Clank. Uh, I think there's uh, a port for Subnautica with some DLC coming mm-hmm. to it. And then, uh, uh, well, no, not, I was going to say Fall Guys, but not Fall Guys. Uh, Among Us Among is coming. And that's literally like fucking it. Uh, um, it's like, what the shit? So, I mean, it's doing a lot better than the Xbox Series X. I don't know if there's less inventory or less interest or probably a combination yeah, of the two. But Sorry, I, I gotta go back for a second. Oh. Did you say that they're they featured Among Us for their like yeah. PlayStation Direct? It was very small, like the 2018 I mean, like, Flash game, and they're like, "This is what we need to put on the front and center of our fucking yeah. next gen console." No, it wasn't front and center. It was just one of those things, like also coming to in the side. Also coming okay. is is like, okay. but like Among Us is like one of. Four Peter was ready to like bring the fucking hammer down. <laughs> the big thing was Ratchet and Clank. Okay, it's like it was Subnautica among us, <laughs> which is a big deal because this <laughs> is the Ratchet first and Ratchet and Clank game in like seven years. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. And it's and, like, a beloved have... franchise. It's a PlayStation Homer franchise. Insomniac's coming off the great success of Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles yeah. Morales. People should be excited for the game. Like it's a big, it's a big release. You would have liked to have seen a couple more of those, but this is certainly a big release. Um, is it a system seller? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do games even sell systems anymore? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Netflix sells systems these days. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, goodness gracious. Wow, the Wii U sold 13 million units. The game was the Game Gear <laughs> sold 10.62 million units. Wow. Wow. All of a sudden, eight million units ain't looking so bad. I I mean, yes, it is. No, but I think I think it's on a slow. No, I'm not down saying it's a there. bad like. It's selling well. <laughs> The PS5 instantly sells out every time it comes up to sale. I think yeah. same with the Series X, too. So I guess it is more an inventory issue that accounts for the 5 million I, difference in sales. Well, yeah, I think I think it's going to slow down. You, you'll probably see that like that that PS5, PS4 uh, competition meter kind of slow in the next fiscal year, like the, the next quarter and such, because I don't know if they can make more ps5 yeah we've got like the semiconductor we've got like maybe another year or so before inventory starts to stabilize 
of these parts, which is affecting everything, not just video games. Like yeah, yeah. automotive industry is getting hit real hard yep. by this. You're not going to have as many uh, model year closeout sales because there aren't as many model year new model year cars that have been made to push them out. So mm-hmm. uh, bad time if maybe you this need will a new make car. A, maybe this will make Nvidia and AMD stock just plummet. <laughs> I don't think so because they're again. still being sold. Um, like the stuff's still selling out. Like the money's being made. Um, Nvidia mm-hmm. stock is actually on the rise again. <clears throat> yeah, I'm just waiting for it to drop so I can feel less less sad. You about probably it. have I'm to so, wait for the crypto really crash to come. For, yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for the fucking uh, yeah for the Bitcoin miners to figure out that the human brain has a lot of computing power, and then we just we get the matrix. <laughs> it just becomes like because like I've it's it's the first time that I've seen what the mining farms look like, the coin farms, yeah. and it's just. It really does look like the Matrix, where it's just like GPUs, just like rows on rows, just hooked up, like a yeah. real like an industrial fucking farm. Let me see if I can find. That's some. a scary fucking thought, Peter. I don't like that. Are you saying that like humans could replace like like a thirty eighty? I don't think so. In, like a Bitcoin farm? I don't know, man. You know how many cores uh, do I mean, you have? What, I don't <laughs> yeah, know. What, I don't know. What, I don't know what the ROPs of my brain are. <laughs> I've never had that measured before. How many flops do you have? <laughs> I've never had the CT scan to see how many robs my brain functions. At. That would be interesting, though. What if what if you could get what if you could get paid to like hook your brain up to like a Bitcoin farm and like maybe get paid just to like hang out and. Maybe if it was like cyberpunk punk or the matrix where yeah just here I'm just going to send two images over to you just just to kind of get it contextualized here. <laughs> what is going on I'm... in this shot? Why is his head so tall? It's probably just bad aspect ratio. <laughs> Look at that. His ear you know, is like up actual... here and his fucking chin is 6 feet down. <laughs> His neck was actually two feet. That was a fun fact on the IMDb page. Keanu Reeves' neck. Was, uh, He's actually... was Keanu Reeves' neck had to be scaled down because of his uh, part giraffe-like features. Fucking... I know this is just, like, probably at a bad angle, but my God, does that look wrong? Yeah, here's... Wait, here's a better, here's like, a better image. A giraffe. That, that makes a little more sense. Physiologically, yeah. Okay. All right. So they 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 I was, I was waiting the for picture. one where it's just shoulders and head. <laughs> Man over here looking like Big Ed. <laughs> I need to put this in our fucking Discord server. This is fucking fantastic. Oh. Shit. Crying. Big Ed in the Matrix doesn't work. <laughs> they can't find a neck to attach to. It's fucking Vampire's <laughs> Dream there. <laughs> neck for days. Mmm, <laughs> look at that oh. neck. Oh, that's my shoulder, actually. So, so yeah, oh, we're Jesus. all... I'm waiting for Amazon Alexa to get us all plugged into the Amazon. They'll call it Amazon Web Services Live. <laughs> and they'll just hook you up to your fucking Echo Dot. 
Just jam it in your yeah, neck. Well, why don't we get our spider coffin so we can go to the Johnny Hughes planet? <laughs> that's when that's when Dogecoin breaks a dollar. <laughs> that's when it breaks two dollars. Still waiting for it to go back to four twenty. Microsoft uh, has decided they will follow Epic's lead and match the thirty percent. Uh, 34% or whatever, whatever whatever the share that Epic Games platform gives to developers, Microsoft's going to match that on their Windows Store now. Putting more pressure on Steam to follow suit. Will Valve care? Probably not. That's what market dominance will do for you. Hell yeah. Where competition doesn't even phase you. Uh, Konami mm. will be sitting out E3 2021 admits several rumors and perhaps confirmed things that suggest uh, Metal Gear Solid remakes are coming out and uh, it's, you know still nothing about anything they're going to do with that Silent Hill property or anything else they make but I'm sure they will be speaking at the World Pachinko Machine Manufacturers Conference <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to watch the keynote address of that. Like, what is that even? I'm sure like, it's in Japanese. I imagine, <laughs> I imagine it's the same guy who goes to the Pachinko conferences and goes to E3s. And when he goes to E3s, he's just made fun of by all the developers. Be like, haha, you make bad games. And they, like, spit at him and kick sand in their face. But when he goes to the Pachinko they conferences, carry him he's in like, on a throne. oh, yeah. I am God amongst mere mortals. <laughs> they kiss the ground he walks on. What was the name of that that uh, show? Which one? The trade show. Oh, I don't. I don't, no, I don't oh, think it's there... a. I just made that up. The oh real, damn it! Machines. I really was hoping that there was like a like a pachinko <laughs> machine conference. Uh, I hold on. Let's see. World. How do you spell pachinko? Uh, P A C H. Inko. It's. Probably like Japanese casino World games. Pachinko machine manufacturers. But then again, I've been surprised about conference. other things like there being just a, a ceramics conference or just a glass conference. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think there's like a. Um. Nope. Oh. Pachinko. Now I need to see if there's a. Uh... Machine. No, it's mostly about how addictive pachinko machines are and how it's a real problem for the Japanese government. Wait a fucking second. Oh man. All right. Well, in in the during this search, I found there is an association for uh, sort of gambling machine, and that is Finland's Slot Machine Association, which is a government supervised and owned non-profit gambling association so like how the new york lottery or like the state lottery but they sell vending machines in finland gambling is illegal in japan but pachinkos are regarded as an exception and treated as an amusement activity although awarding direct money prizes for pachinko is illegal it's possible for parlors to reward players with golden tokens which can be sold for cash at a nearby exchange center yeah, they give you a big plate and the store right next to it, which technically isn't associated. It's owned by someone else. Yeah, they just happen to give you cash for the gold it's, plates. Um, it's it's like uh, how in Kansas, you can't buy liquor and ice in the same transaction. 
So every liquor store in Kansas has a separate little cash register next to an ice cooler and, like, the entrance hall shoved in the corner that's technically and legally distinct <laughs> from the liquor store <laughs> for you to buy your ice. It's like you're, It's like the fucking COVID peanuts at some of the bars where they're like, I don't think anyone does that. I don't, I don't know who did that during this pandemic, but that was during Spanish flu. You get your Spanish flu peanuts or whatever, where it's like, you need to have a food with your drink. And they're like, okay, here's a bowl of peanuts for 25 cents. Give it back at, when you're done. We'll just pass it around so everyone can keep drinking. <sighs> Speaking of drinking. Oh, Jesus. Uh, There's pollen everywhere. Yeah. List Don't get sick, Jake. Legend. Uh, let's see. What's this going on here? This, uh, this year is the 35th anniversary of The Legend of Zelda. So there's speculation that Nintendo could be re-releasing uh, updated versions on Switch of Ocarina of Time get... and Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. We might be getting Zelda 3D All-Stars. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that, that sure would make sense. I mean, they did mm-hmm. it for Mario, right? Yeah, yeah Mario. and yeah. that's gone now, so... Wah. Yep. Well, that's... the physical copies are still out there. Okay. So if you really oh also in Nintendo news, Pokemon Snap is released. So go take pictures of Meganium at night. Yay! From the bushes. Uh, is that is that a sixty dollar game? I don't know. Probably. I'll kind of be mad if uh, it is. I mean, Nintendo's pretty profit driven now. I mean, it's not like they weren't, but like now they are very. They've more become business-y. more corporate. Oh, corporate for sure. Is. Yeah. It is a sixty dollars mm-hmm. game. Does it have enough content to even like? No, but it has the Nintendo name I... on it, so you gotta sell it at full Dude, price. I cannot imagine spending sixty hours just snapping pictures of dumbass little Pokemon <laughs> that are awesome. Mm-hmm. Do I've never wanted something so more in my life and not wanted something at the same time? All Switch games are stupid expensive for what they are. They're really upcharging you for the ability to play it on the toilet. True. It's almost cheaper in the long run to put a TV in like a small gaming PC in your bathroom. <laughs> Guys, that's a feature I'm going to have in my house. <laughs> Uh, oh god! I'm make sure I do that. I'm gonna have like a little uh, Xbox. I'll have a retro Xbox with just like Halo One <laughs> in it at all times, hooked up to a small little monitor, and uh, I'll, I'll see if I can like buy one of those uh, like uh, trial rigs or something like that from like Walmart <laughs> that has like the the controller on like a rigid the erect controller thing. <laughs> <laughs> and you grab it by the bell end. You just yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, so that's gaming news. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But not much else for gaming. Yeah. So instead of Halo, um, you could play Time Splitters, which was featured in Shaun of the Dead. Yes. That was the game that they were Time playing. Time Splitters too. A fine choice from the PS2 era, which I think was the current era when this mm-hmm. movie was filmed. You know it's classic because they had the, they still had the burly voiced announcer guy. Player yeah. two, 
has entered the game. Yep, 2004. So Time Splitters 2 came out, I think, the year before. Which, that's the first thing I gotta say about this movie. That was Because I've watched... I've, I basically Two years absorbed before. this movie by osmosis through all the hype people give it online. Um, but the first thing that jumped out to me was how much of like a time bomb this was. Yeah. Like, it wasn't it wasn't nostal it wasn't like nostalgia filled, but it definitely felt like a two thousand four movie. Um, like I feel like yeah. I would I would put this on after I pull it out of my D V D case and then when I'm done put it back in the cloth and plastic flip book that I keep all my DVDs in and put the case on the shelf. Yeah. So I can have all my movies there. Yeah, it doesn't like date itself, but the comedy like style, I guess, dates itself. Um, Not to say that the comedy is dated. No, it's still funny, no, but it's but yeah. I think I get, just I get the way mean. it's it's kind of presented is very much in line with a lot of cinematography trends of the mid aughts. Mm-hmm. Um, like and there's I feel continuous like shots. Also well, I think swing. this came out almost as a response to the 2004 remake of Dawn of the Dead from from uh, Zachariah yeah. Snyder. That's why they had that big, like, that one shot that gets repeated. And that's the other thing that I realized. is like, people are always wowing about the comebacks, the callbacks and stuff from later in the movie to earlier in the movie. And there's a lot of that to the point where I was just like, did he just, he just did the same movie twice and just had the second half call, just be a mirror of the first Probably half. Probably a really easy movie to write. Yeah. <laughs> but he, they fit it in so well um, to where it's like noticeable, but it's not jarring. And it's more of like, a, ah, I see what you did there. Yeah. Except you do that five times in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Five, six yeah. And yeah. like, I, so. I feel like having, uh, watching this for the first time, I feel I, I will, will be the most I enjoy watching this. Not that I don't think it would be fine on repeat viewing, but I kind of like when things came around and paid off, I was like, yeah, they kind of winked and nudged a lot at the camera when they set that up, didn't they? Um, and I think seeing that again, uh, for me personally, would be a little bit irritating. I know there's people that probably love that, and that's like their favorite part of watching it again is being like, oh, yeah, it's going to come back, and it's great. And for the most part, it was great. I also appreciated how it takes like a third of the movie for there to be any interaction with the zombie apocalypse that's been happening in the background. Mm-hmm. That that's another yeah that's a that's a really good point because like like the zombie apocalypse the outbreak starts in like the beginning of the movie in the background yep. and they do a pretty good job with like not relying too heavily on like just like news report exposition. They do that to like confirm how you kill the zombies and that's okay whatever but they don't really like rely too heavily on it they kind of show you subtle hints in the background people zombie walking or crime scenes set up or ambulances responding to certain events in the background Um, i believe the first scene is when he's walk it's it's i think it's even before he starts going to the shop because the first thing i remember that that was like one of the internet like discussions. It's like how early can you tell? How, what's the earliest thing they put in the movie? I think it was the mention of the space probe crashing over England. Um, like um, the the Omega Six or whatever. That was like yeah. way early on. Um, but 
It's kind of interesting because yeah, it... one of the common criticisms of like disaster movies is like, oh, turn on the TV and it'll just be starting the news report. And maybe it wasn't what he intended, but it kind of acts as a like a tongue-in-cheek response to that where it's like, no, he didn't just turn it on and it was just talking about it. They've been talking about it for like day, you know, a whole and, day now. Yeah, and there were, there were parts where he's flipping through the channels and it just so happens the snippet of whatever show forms a coherent... Mm-hmm. They give you the fucking Bumblebee. Yeah. I guess the Bumblebee did this. Um, and that's... I guess that's a very Edgar Wright thing. Because Baby Driver brought that back hard. Um, yeah. Um, maybe so. Um, yeah, I think I think it's it was an interesting directorial choice and one that I enjoyed to have like that just all being in the background because you're following Sean's life and it's like you know yeah like I, I don't mm-hmm. think there's like a big lead up to an apocalyptic event I think it, you're just going about your business and it just sort of happens mm-hmm. and it also serves as a character highlight to show how oblivious he is yeah and not tuned in that like even when he's reading it he doesn't like it doesn't, it doesn't click, click. In his head, yeah. but um yeah, people have said this is now. This is a little close. So people have said this is a rom com. I I would say that this is a um, zom com rom. Zom com rom. Don't say the z. Don't say the. That sounds like a fucking which rock paper scissors variant. You know, Rochambeau mm-hmm. versus zom com rom. Zom com rom. I kind of liked how he used like that phrase because. Um, there was there's kind of an implication i mean they they it's not subtle where they draw the parallels like oh he's kind of just a zombie in his everyday life he's kind of he's he's a dead man walking yeah yeah um yeah so he's like don't use the word i'm just like i was really like in my head i was like that's our word (laughs) you can't use that word (laughs) but no yeah i mean from the very beginning of the movie they kind of they do draw that parallel to like how everybody's already a zombie um, in their workday life and how they just they get up they get on the bus they just, uh, just and and even his buddies just kind of like a, a zombie where all he wants to do is just like kind of turn off his brain and, and do one thing all day um, and I guess spoiler alert in the end he gets yeah he gets his <laughs> wish you know mm-hmm. and man that if that I think you tried to do like a different, not necessarily the same thing. It's along the same lines. I mean, like how it's, that's the low hanging fruit is we're the real zombies. The human capitalist infrastructure is the real zombie (laughs) thing. But you, you said it was a, you said it was a rom, rom, zom, com, Mm -hmm. zom, com, Um, rom. Uh, who was, who was the real rom between, was it between the two buds or was it, uh, between uh it was ed and the guy and it was sex. ed and uh sean's I... mom <laughs> i mean i think i mean it's gotta be it's sean and liz simply because no. they're the ones who make it out as people no what the fuck no it's obviously between uh sean and ed it's a, a romance between the two best buds and in the end they end up together it's a, Ed is it's, out a his little thing. it's a living Liz, dead bi- <laughs> bisexual Liz thruple. is temporary yeah Liz is temporary she could they broke up once who knows if they're gonna break up again you know but Ed is forever Ed, Ed is, is beyond be death shed. 
yeah. till death, <laughs> we forever. will still not part. Yeah. It transcends all relationships. And it's beautiful. The moment that they shared in the basement of that pub where he farted. But even that was a fucking callback. That was yeah. it was all callbacks. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it's a, it's a rom com between two best buds, and I couldn't ask for anything more. Yeah, <laughs> still waiting was, for our thruple rom com. Our thruple rom com. This is, I think, this one is a little. It's a little more. Don't simple. ever refer to us as a thruple ever again. <laughs> Shut up, we're a thruple. You can't deny I, it. I can deny. Kurt just doesn't want word. a devil's triangle to happen. This is this is all points on the triangle though. <laughs> Look, even Discord says we're a triangle. I have mine set up in half the screen, so it sets up. We're, we're the thruple. We're a triangle. But who's on the bus? Can we go to thruples counseling then? <laughs> Kurt, uh, Kurt's on the bottom, but technically is the top point. So I don't, I don't know. The point man. Are we are we equilateral or isosceles? We're a cute. That's that's a single angle. Because <laughs> we're cute. Um, we're talking about triangles because there's, again, like the movie. It's it's pretty simple and it's set up. It's it's almost like a kind of a play in that it's not about the the action or the it has action it has all that, but it really feels like they go to a place, they have a scene in that place with the dialogue and all that jazz, and they go to another place and they have a scene. You know, I could see like the I can think of like the three sets that they had, you know, with the stage curtains where like curtain closes on uh, Sean's apartment, opens on exterior Liz's apartment, you know, and they have that scene. It kind of yeah. felt that way to me, um, which is fine because a lot it's a it's about the the it, personal I think drama. It's about satirizing a lot of genre stuff. Like mm-hmm. in the disaster zombie movie, it's often there's often a romantic plot line thing. Um and you know they there's a lot of genre blending going on here, and I think a lot of it is is uh intentionally made very on the nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um yeah, it's very it's a kind of satire of everyday life too you know it's yeah. one of those um, also can i say can, very yeah undervalued stunt work on this movie there are some pretty gnarly stunts Mm-hmm. oh for sure because they yeah. you know when you're playing co- zombie comedy up for for uh laughs you know you can do some pretty heinous stuff and zombie extras there was for there was a time it was like two thousand. It was like this movie to two thousand sixteen. You, when you were a zombie extra, you were in the money. <laughs> you could practice your your zombie walk. Your unpaid you, extra status. You were in the money. Yeah, you had you had a fucking uh, at home. You had a practice stomach with with sausages and food dye that you could open up and practice every day. Your opening of someone's stomach <laughs> to eat their entrails. I want to see like a tell-all like drama thing or, or documentary where they they interview a bunch of uh, like who like the popular zombies were of the the aughts to the you know mid two thousand tens where they're like I was in Resident Evil I was in Shaun of the Dead 
I was in The Walking Dead for three seasons. I was killed on screen 26 times. <laughs> it's like he has all these like stats or something like that. I snarled He's got like fucking pictures times. and newspaper clippings on his wall and plaques. It's like there's like this, uh, this would be a good actually like a mockumentary or something like that. Like maybe there's a an underground award show for like extras and for movies, extras yeah. and and. All right. Okay. Zombies have a specific category the, for presenting the lifetime achievement award in the field of zombies. <laughs> I, just some no name, just like Albert Finkelwald. Yeah, so I was regular non Hollywood sounding name. Uh, Joseph yeah. Mendelssohn. <laughs> Come on up. And then you get like you get Will Ferrell to like be the to be like the uh, the superstar guy of it where he's like the hot shot or something like that that's Johnny Callback um, that's <laughs> so I was looking he's this always up gotten a callback um and there's a whole this is one of those movies where every like detail is kind of talked about you know where people get really into it like oh here's all the background stuff um but it says so um, zombie extras were recruited from fan communities for his previous show, Spaced. Um, so the zombies spent a week cooped up on set. They had to stand outside the pub, um, bang, just bang on the windows. Um, there were 40 stunt performers hired, and then they realized they need more. So they sent out an online casting call and got 150. And then the local kids in the neighborhood saw the zombie makeup and like, I want to be a zombie too. <laughs> and they got 50 kids to dress up as zombies for that too. I there were <laughs> quite a few kids. <laughs> oh shit, Edgar Wright's writing the uh, remake of The Running Man. <laughs> That'll be interesting. Um, I don't know how you do The Running so, Man without uh, do, Richard Dawson. Wait. We've been talking about Shaun of the Dead, but have we really like talked about the plot? I we mean, wanna... okay, so the plot is there's a guy, he's a sales manager, he's a bit of a loser. He's a loser. Um, yep. Life isn't exactly yeah. where he wants it to be. Uh, he breaks up with his girlfriend, and then, oh, there's a zombie apocalypse happening. So now he, yeah. he and his buddy have to figure out how they're going to survive, and they decide to... And he has to take charge of his life to do so. Yes, yeah, so yes. he... he... You see his hero development, uh, kind of throughout the, the movie too. You know, sticking his neck out to save his his friends and families. Mm-hmm. And he sorts his life out, and it's, it's a movie of details because the plot the plot is so stock. Yeah, there's it's got not all the classic tropes. It's anything got anything particular special about the plot of the movie. It's mm-hmm. just a vehicle to get from references and and jokes to to the to the end of the story <laughs> yeah which is why i thought yep, and- i think hot fuzz is uh is an improvement on this as the second part what's the third yeah, there's movie definitely more of a story i think the- um hot fuzz oh no no hot fuzz is the third movie oh the it's third the, movie uh, world's yeah. end the bar ah, world's right, end, the yeah. world's end which is also about a guy who's like too old and he's like trying to live like a kid still they're like no oh we're you're past your i kind of want to watch all three and and uh like back to back and and find all the references between the three because apparently like the the ice cream is the one big one but there's also the garden scene oh with uh, the yeah 
Like the every time he goes over a garden, that's in all three movies. Collapses, yeah. Except for Hot Fuzz, I guess Simon Pegg clears it in that yeah. one. But I think Ed is the one. Uh, who was his name? Uh, Nick Frost. I think he breaks it in the second one. I think you're correct. Mm-hmm. What? Um, never hops through some gates. And yeah, this is very like this is a big. Um, I, I spaced was I guess pretty popular, but this one I feel like was the one that put Edgar Wright on the map for a lot of people for a much bigger audience. Yeah, he space ran not very long. Um, it was only fourteen episodes, but I know British television is kind of weird, where like seasons are usually only six or seven episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it looks like it was only them. 14 episodes, so it was a cult following. Yeah, it's kind of like Freaks and Geeks over here with Judd Apatow. Um, how it, it... It really is. It's the British equivalent of Freaks and Geeks, where it was a lot of young actors who went on to prominence working with each other in various projects, uh, mm-hmm. starting out on a, on a short-lived but beloved television show. Uh, so the parallels are there. What I'm trying to say, Edgar Wright and John, John Apatow are the same version. <laughs> they the get, same version. they took the tiger talisman from Jackie Chan, they split in two. <laughs> they, Simon Pegg is just James <laughs> Franco. <laughs> or Seth Rogen, whoever you want to view that as. Oh, I love that. God damn the Jackie Chan references with the talent. <laughs> you know. I think we're one of the few shows out there that so actively references the Jackie Chan adventures. I would if there's a lot of TV that we should be reviewing. If there's ever a hole and we a TV sized hole, which there won't be, um <laughs> We should fill it with at least the first season of Jackie Chan Adventures. Yes, before no. Tagoro joined their side and kind of like Shaolin Showdown. Shaolin Showdown. Shaolin. Sh- second season was that was that better? I know one. There was one season where it peaked and then it kind of fell off a cliff very quickly thereafter. Probably the second season because they I started bet second season. Yeah, probably. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like first was like pretty good and then they kind of expanded on the universe in the second season. And then they got a little. I remember by the time the third season rolled around, like, the Shengan Wu were completely de-emphasized. Like, they didn't Mm -hmm. matter anymore to the story. Yep. There was a Hannibal Bean. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking, that was, I hate how that was the fucking top villain of the end of the the show was Hannibal Bean. Hannibal Bean. He was a bean. Yep. So that's interesting that uh, you feel Hot Fuzz is the improvement over this, yet of the Coronetto trilogy, or Coronetto, um, Shaun of the Dead is the highest rated. Oh, yeah, IMDb. people love... Sh- I'm sure. Um, I just like Hot Fuzz better. That's uh, that's. I guess that's my opinion. Metacritic um, agrees with you. Uh, World's it, End and Hot Fuzz actually both had an 81 Metacritic score. Shaun of the Dead only mm-hmm. had 76. Because I feel like Hot Fuzz, it had a little bit more um, plot-wise going on. Yeah, I mean, it makes like, sense. It's, it's, it's a second kind of a go-round that... at a movie, you know? Like, he learned some mm-hmm. things from Shaun of the Dead, and he 
put them into practice with uh, Hot Fuzz. He also directed Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I did not know that. Yeah, I was looking at some of the uh, Edgar Wright's uh, uh, things, and I was kind of surprised. Didn't realize he did so much. And he directed Baby Driver. Did he also write Scott Pilgrim's mm-hmm. adaptation? Running Man, World's End, Ventures Which, of Tintin, that, Secrets of the Unicorn. Yeah, he did write the screenplay for Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. That does make sense that um, he would he do Scott Pilgrim because whenever there's like a big emphasis on music in a movie, like a lot of that's him. He he, does yeah, that a lot. he helped write the screenplay for Ant Man as well. That's interesting. He's the he's the last montage man. <laughs> Last time on Montage we'll Man. And, yeah, and, Sh- and ju- Shaun of the Dead definitely has those. Definitely has Montage. Quite a few of them. And judging by fucking trailers now, where every trailer wants to do the thing that they did in this movie when they were beating the fat zombie with the uh, with the pool cues. Yeah, it's like queen. here, let's line up the action <laughs> beats with the music beats. Oh my god, yeah. one of the most memorable scenes from Shaun of the Dead. Like, like there's there's a few things that like stick with me forever. It's the 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 whole clips whenever they're like, all right. Grab mom. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Go grab Liz. Kill Phil. Like when he's going through that. Go to montage, Winchester. Like have a pint. Go to Christmas. Winchester. Let this all blow over, and then ching. Fantastic. Yeah, that that I there. knew from um, all the memes. Oh yeah, and then uh, and then the other one was definitely the Queen when they're when they're beating up uh, the owner of the Winchester with pool cues to uh, the beat of Queen's mm-hmm. song. Oh, yeah, and now that then he did that again, yeah. put that to good use in Baby Driver. That was the focus of that yeah. film, the kind of main gimmick. And then now it's yeah. trailers everywhere. Every trailer wants to do that shit. Yeah, because isn't that yeah. so cool that we lined up our action beats with the music beats? As you're right, should have copyrighted. And sometimes it. they should don't line up correctly. That's so. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. Um. Uh yeah, yeah, it was so, my first time seeing it. It's a very It's, it's a, very a good movie. movie. It's funny, it's well put together. It's it's easy to watch. It's not overly long. Um I like how they kind of wrap everything up at the end. And uh it's it, uh, for a while there at the end I'm like, "Oh, is this going to like end like a zombie movie ends or they just all get overrun?" Like that seems a little weird for this kind of movie but mm-hmm. no they bring it back and they put a comedic edge on it and uh it, yeah. it's nice it's definitely it it earns its reputation um i don't know that i necessarily i haven't seen the other two in the trilogy so i can't say if one's better or worse than the other um i don't know that i would count it among one of my favorite movies but it's certainly good i would watch it again mm-hmm. i would buy it on blu-ray I would sit on a couch like this is this brings back memories for me of of other early 2000s kind of movies where I would be sitting on the couch and there'd just be blankets just all over the fucking couch and there'd be I have a bowl of popcorn and it'd be a day much like this one a very cloudy gray day uh, at least where I am you guys are probably sunny bright and sunny here yeah yeah we have yep classic new york gray day and you're just like in the basement and you you click it on on your tv and you're like all right cool Watch this. Have a bowl of cereal. Boom. Boom. Yeah. Shaun of the I Dead. Totally agree. 
cut to credits. Easily digestible, uh, entertaining movie. You that, can watch. Uh, yeah, this is this uh, is a perfect uh, FX yeah. movie, like where you you don't have yeah. to like stick around and get everything in there, plot wise. You can just yeah. watch a bit. I could jump in in the middle and finish it. Yeah, like if you can have it in the background, and you're doing like you prepping something in the kitchen you're folding your laundry you're in and out of the living room exactly. but you're still like yeah okay i can appreciate this i can appreciate that i'm not missing a big overarching story here uh that's gonna dictate my uh enjoyment of the movie uh and it is very enjoyable so yeah maybe over yeah. over the course of several weeks and months we'll we'll cover the all three in the the cornetto trilogy mm-hmm. um but yeah. this is the first one and we got that in the books so shout out today everyone uh that's episode 261 please swing by twitch uh you want to get following on the twitch channel because we've been streaming uh weeknights and Loop. shit just popping up you never know when we're going to pop up we're like a whack-a-mole like if so imagine yes, the days of the week arranged in a whack-a-mole like table and then we, we just pop up out of a different day yep. or our, our, our thruple <laughs> our thruple dug trio head <laughs> pops up at random who's the tallest head on uh, the monday i gotta be the tallest because i'm the tallest in real life right yeah or mm-hmm. or the the or the, or the Ghidorah heads <laughs> and uh yeah you're the main one sending the brain waves, and I'm I'm the meme where I'm just like, <laughs> on the side. Uh, yeah. Uh. So that's. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Twitch TV backslash Saturn Studs Divinity Original Sin Two, amongst other things, uh, going on. Definitely want to be there. Check out that. We're having a lot of fun with the game. Um, check out SaturnStuds.com for links to our YouTube channel, which has stream archives in case you miss one. Uh, you want to subscribe to that channel too. We have stuff that's going on there. There's some OC in the works. We're just kind of figuring out logistics and writing some stuff also as far as original content goes. But we do have plans to bring original content to the YouTube channel at some point in 2021. Um, <laughs> year's half over. We got to get on that. Um, but yeah, that's that's gonna do it for episode two sixty one. Hope you show up next Saturday for episode two sixty two. It's the dyslexic stitch. <laughs> hey, I like that one. Um, that's a new one. So uh, yeah, uh, until next time, be well, stay safe, party like it's nineteen ninety five. Peace. Bye bye.